Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. This is Minute 15 of Fright Night. It begins with Jerry looking up and ends with Charlie running out the door. I, I just died on your arms tonight. There must have been something you said. Uh, yeah, Jerry's about to take a bite out of this teenage girl. And he stops. I love this kind of like someone getting interrupted while they're about to take a, a sip of soup. You know, <laughs> it's like yeah. uh, uh, kind of stopped in that motion. <laughs> so I should talk a little bit about the great actor that plays uh, Jerry Dandridge. And I'm just going to say really quick, you know, I'd love Chris Ryan and also come on to our show. Don't don't call him a prick. Um, he's awesome. He's awesome. <laughs> I wasn't going to. <laughs> so I found out about him as a teen. Chris was on the musical stage. He played drums. He sang backup with a uh, local band called the Teen Tones. And that was in high school and he graduated in 1960. But his band was so good, they found themselves touring and backing up uh, Bobby Darren, Danny and the Juniors. And uh, also uh, mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, Gene Vincent, Bebopalua. The Sarandon name might be familiar. He was married to Susan Sarandon from 1967 to 1970. Yeah, that early in her career. But she got her big break for the movie Joe in 1970 when Chris brought her along to an audition. So he was there for a part. He didn't get the part, but Susan hit the jackpot. She got a got a great role, and uh, it was her breakout role. That's funny. I wrote they were together from 67 to 70, but then I wrote they were divorced in 79. So um, that fact is... Uh, uh, different than what I thought. Maybe they were married from 67 to 79. Anyway, it, it was so long ago. Whenever I heard about Chris Sarandon and Susan Sarandon, I just assumed they were siblings. <laughs> I never thought they were siblings. I thought they just shared a last name. Yeah, no, they were married and she got a big break when she was his wife. So she just kept the name Sarandon and, because she got, I think her real name is, uh, her maiden name is like Tomlinson or something like that. 12, 13 years ago, I was living in Brooklyn, and I went to a little indie theater in the village with a girl I was dating at the time. I don't know if she's getting popcorn and needed to use the restroom, so I went to the theater and found seats first. And I sat down next to a woman uh, who looked really familiar to me. Uh, it was driving me nuts, like, you know, did I work with her? How do I know her? How the hell do I know her? This is going through my head. I'm about to ask her, and that girlfriend sat down next to me and elbowed me super hard in the arm because she saw that I was about to make a jackass out of myself I to imagine. Susan. Susan Sarandon, <laughs> wow. But back to Chris. Chris Sarandon rose to fame in Dog Day Afternoon. He actually got an Oscar nomination for that role. Then he went on from that. He did some uh, TV movies. He played Jesus Christ in a TV movie called The Day Christ Died. He got a claim for that. We talked about like um, you know how this movie is uh, rooted in some of the horror classics, and he was in A Tale of Two Cities with Peter Cushing, <laughs> so oh. that's pretty cool. Uh, another kind of big movie, uh, Protocol, with Goldie Hawn. But um, then in 1984, he was cast in Fright Night. 
Um, he had been in a horror movie before called The Sentinel in 1977. But Chris was when when he was asked to be in Fright Night or asked to audition, he was he was like, no, I had a terrible experience working on that horror movie, uh, The Sentinel, and I'm never going to do another horror movie again. Speaking of Tom Holland decided to direct Fright Night himself because he was so disgusted by the film that had made been made from his last screenplay, which is called Scream for Help. And it just turns out that both Scream for Help and The Sentinel were both directed by Michael Winner. <laughs> so, uh, but he says he decided to give the script a once over and was immediately captivated by it. I mean, I hear this again and again by all these actors. Like, they just, they're like, yeah, yeah mm, I'm not sure. And then they read the script and, like, yes. Um, he says, I thought this was one of the best scripts I've read in a long time. Beautifully constructed. It was obvious this was a labor of love. It was clear that the writer director's approach to it was one of wanting to have fun with the genre without making fun of it. The characters were beautifully drawn. But still, Chris was, uh, I'm not sure if I want to work with a first-time director. So he ended up going to meet Tom Holland and the producer, Herb Jaffe. And uh, he and Tom Holland immediately hit it off. Matter of fact, you can really tell that by, the, I mean, in the commentary I listened to, that seemed like uh, Chris Sarandon and Tom Holland got along like old chums. Um, so, yeah, they, they, Sarandon and Holland really hit it off. They actually went on to make another movie together. Remember what that movie is? <gasps> I've stumped you. Tom and Chris did another movie yep. together? I don't Jones know. Play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right, of course. It's really weird. Like, uh, he also did a TV movie with Tom Holland called The Stranger Within. Uh, so two more movies, but both those movies, he plays the good guy. So he, uh, to yeah. me, like Child's Play, you think of Child's Play, you think of Chucky, you know? He doesn't stand out like that's a Chris Sarandon movie, you know? Yeah, I don't think about him being in that film, I guess. You know what's alarming about Child's Play? There's a killer doll uh, that looks like a little child that runs around and cuts people. No, that doesn't. I don't know. That's a that's a Rod Serling idea. You know, that didn't really <laughs> been around a long that's time. A rip off, Tom. Uh, yeah, way to go, Tom. <laughs> Come on, our show, no. please. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. What I'm saying. No, what I was going to say is when I when we did How to Scare a Monster, I took it around to a bunch of local hold schools up, up, around Halloween. You got to explain How to Scare a Monster to the folks. Oh, I mentioned it in the first episode. Maybe they don't remember this. It, it's a book that uh, Tom Holland wrote, okay. and okay. you illustrated. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. I did a bunch of schools in the area and then beyond around Halloween time. And we put a little video together, which can be seen on my website, www.leonardkenyon.com. Free. You don't have to buy the book. It's great if you do. But you can basically see a Tom narrating the book. So I brought this around to some schools and I hid. It, it pays homage to Tom's career and I hid Chucky like E.T. and the stuffed animals in this child's right, bedroom, yeah. you know? And every single time Chucky pops up and does like a, I mean, it's obvious in the in the video, but <clears throat> would not think kindergartners now in 2000, well, this is 2017, <laughs> immediately say, Chucky! That's funny. That's crazy. That's crazy to me to have written and been a part of something, speaking for Tom, that still carries that much weight that six-year-old children still know who that little doll is. That's incredible. Yeah, they're about to uh, remake it, too. Well, you know, by the time this is out, it has probably been released. So, But, uh, yeah, that's crazy. They actually asked Chris Sarandon if he wanted to be in Seat of Chucky, but I guess he was a little busy to be a part of that. 
But uh, yeah, they it's funny those movies they get like raunchier and raunchier. Yeah, um, which I don't know. I don't think Tom had anything to do with the sequels. Yeah. So Saranen said he was awed that Tom had uh, Fright Night completely mopped out. He said that Tom literally described the movie shot by shot all the way through, page by page, scene by scene. He says it was mm-hmm. basically the way he shot it. Um, because Chris had been raised in the theater, and not raised maybe, but worked in the theater, he, he, he spent uh, long hours in the makeup chair and helped apply his own uh, vampire makeup. And these fingers that we're going to see... He actually worked on them himself while he was just sitting there working in the chair, you know, sitting in the chair. He helped work on it himself. He said um, he often joked that those extensions uh, made it a little difficult for him to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And on the commentary, he says, my dresser volunteered several times. I'll help you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So just kind of carrying on with Chris's career after Fright Night, he was a great as Prince Humperdinck and uh, uh, <laughs> the Princess Bride. I think that's something he's probably known the most for. I think Princess Bride has yeah. kind of a bigger reach than Fright Night. I think yeah. so. Uh, and then his next big role was in 1993 and he was a voice. Do you know what that was? He was just, just a voice? A voice. You, give me a hint. Is this an animated or a live action it's thing? A, it's an animated. animated. I'm so surprised you didn't just blurt this right out already. No. He is the voice of Jack Skellington. In Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, no, fuck Tim Burton. We're, he's my nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> he's a prick. Well, we had a guest spot talking about Tim Burton and his influence, how Fright Night influenced his uh, his career. But uh, yes, he did uh, remake Dark, Dark Shadows. So uh, yeah, there's a, you, you, you've got beef. <laughs> Tim, if you were if you're listening, he's which <laughs> come on, let's be honest. Yeah, I'm sorry, buddy. I I love your aesthetic. The reason I say you're a prick is because I also draw in that spooky way. And that's inevitably what everybody says when they see my stuff is, oh, that reminds me of Tim Burton. <laughs> and in my heart, it kills me because I know who my influences are. And I'm sorry, sir, you are not one of them. <laughs> You're like, Edward Gorey, pick up a book. <laughs> yeah, Edward Gorey, Jim Henson. Yeah. I, could, I, I don't need to name them all, but, and I'm not that good. And I love Tim's stuff. Pee Wee, come yeah. on, Batman. Beetlejuice. But, uh, yeah. I've been doing kind That's of a Tim saying. Burton rewatch uh, recently. Yeah, uh, my next one to watch is Big Fish to rewatch. I remember loving that mm. movie, but uh, still haven't gotten to it yet. So yeah, so Chris goes on into some more minor roles in films, some TV guest spots. In 2002, he was actually in a, an Alanis Morissette music video. <laughs> yeah, really? The song is called "Hands Clean," and it's kind of all about this uh, her being affected by like an older man being you know handsy with her. And, you know, resisting that or whatever. And uh, in the video, it's Chris Sarandon, like, reaching his hands under the table and grabbing her, Alanis Morissette's knee and, you know, her refusing. But it's just so uh-huh. funny. He's like, you know, I, I think by 2002, he's like 60 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to see Chris Sarandon in a music video, he doesn't sing along. He just kind of shows up at the beginning and then at the end. Then I think the, the next thing that I have on my list is uh, he did show up in the uh, the remake, 2011. Yeah, he did, yeah. His character hits the Brewster's car, and he gets bitten by uh, Colin Farrell's version of uh, Jerry Dandridge. Right. They It says in the cast credits that uh, Chris, Chris Sarandon played a character named J.D., <laughs> which I, thought, <laughs> I think is pretty great. Yeah. Um, 
And the last credit I have here for him that I really, I, I just stuck out to me. He was a guest voice recently on the newest version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he it, he did several episodes. I'd love to see these episodes because I'd like to see what happened. But uh, uh, he voices Count Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. So Jerry, Jerry's caught like mid-bite. He slowly gets up and just the terror in this moment. Jerry seeing him, Charlie realizing that Jerry sees him. I think he like backs up away from the window. I, I actually have it uh, frozen on the frame and on my computer here of the teenage girl being huddled in uh, Jerry's embrace. And they're both kind of staring back at Charlie accusatory, you know, like how dare you yeah. interrupt this, uh, this our, our lovemaking or this ritual that I have going on here. And then he slowly raises his hand and grabs the uh, the window shade, and uh, we see that he's got those long extendo fingers. Yeah, it's like the beast is is coming out uh, slowly. Um, it's it's really creepy, and I love how the the camera just zooms in on it. You know, like oh my god, it's like it's it's hard cuts. It's like uh, I it starts to zoom, and then it's closer, and then it's closer, yeah. which is really really cool. Uh, yeah, it's creepy. And he's got that, um, I don't know what kind of ring that is. Probably we'll, we'll never find out, but uh, it's like a little crest as if it's like a family crest or something, you know, the Dan, the Dandridge yeah. family. But uh, yeah, that's probably the biggest part of the scene. Charlie kind of runs out, runs out of the room, and he runs right into his mother's room. Mommy, mommy! <laughs> <laughs> what else are you going to do, you know? And uh, I love how Judy is there in her lacy white uh blindfold or what do you want to, what are those called sleeping mask. masks <laughs> yeah yeah and then he runs down the stairs and, and he looks outside and he sees billy lowering the tailgate on his jeep and then he runs outside and that's where uh the minute ends william ragsdale actually hurt himself uh running down those stairs i'm not sure which moment it was but i i did see a bit a trivia fact that running down those stairs one of the one of the times he does he, he, I think he like hurt his ankle or something really bad. And I also just had found this random fact. I thought I'd stick it in here. Charlie Sheen auditioned for the role of Charlie Brewster, <laughs> and uh, Tom Holland picked William Ragsdale over Charlie Sheen. He did the right thing. Yeah, he said in an interview, Charlie Sheen is a hero. Bill Ragsdale playing Charlie Brewster was the guy next door. Yeah. And another fun fact is that uh, William Ragsdale found out. On Halloween night of 1984, that he had the part of Charlie Brewster. Huh. Cool. <laughs> 1984 being one of the coolest years ever for movies, uh, but uh, 1985 is pretty awesome too. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you have anything else? I do not. All right. Well, I definitely wanted to give a quick shout out to the guys behind the Movies by Minute phenomenon, Alex and Pete from Star Wars Minutes. If you want to find that show and more, minute by minute podcasts uh, visit moviesbyminutes.com and i think it's time to put a stake in this one please follow us on twitter at fright night min send your feedback to fright night minute at gmail.com and please rate review and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and until next time i'm robin i'm len thanks for listening fright night <laughs> he's a vampire a what <laughs> You're so cool, Bruce.